It's Tom. It's Jake. You already know. It's pretty spot on. All ready? All right, we are back for another quick take. Are we? I think so. <laughs> yeah, we're recording. Cool. Um, yeah, so I think with today's episode, it'd be really cool to kind of dive into some of the biggest business failures because naturally as an entrepreneur, you come up with ideas yeah. and yeah, some of them don't work out. And I think I want to be just forthcoming. Some people I feel like kind of put up a facade of like, oh, everything's working out fine. And right. I mean, naturally things do you know, peter out or don't work. And I think this would be cool to like, actually be like very honest about what didn't work and what we learned from those, you know? Yeah. I think, I mean, we've had a lot of businesses and things take off and work and be successful, but we've had things that haven't, whether it's kind of like been because it just wasn't a good idea or we just didn't put the right effort forth and really give it the attention it needed. I feel like we have some good insight to share on on some of the, you know, things that didn't work out because like I think from the outside looking in it's like, yo, everything he or Tom has ever done or touched has just worked and been phenomenal. And there's been some things that haven't or things that like we wanted to do, but like haven't even tried yet. Not that that's a failure, but there's, I think there's like what, three? I think three come to kinda, mind. Yeah, yeah, that really come to mind and stand out of like, yeah, this didn't really work um, out. So yeah, I guess just to kind of kick it off, you know, timeline wise, if we're to look at a top down of everything that we've done from our shooting career, Definitely on like in 2017, we started and launched Tropicolor. Yeah. And in doing that, we kind of touched on it in earlier episodes that like sparked, I think, our entrepreneurial spirit. Mind you, I never went to business school. I don't think either. did. You, I mean, we both no, went to film no. school. So yeah. like we but like seeing the success of Tropic over the course of a year come 2018, we were like, wow, this is doing really well. Well, not to say that that was on autopilot, definitely required a lot of work, but we're like, what else can we do that's in right. this space? space? And I think the first one that comes to mind is an idea of selling aerial stock footage on, which I found out was a, an available domain. I just bought air real stock. And it was yeah. basically, the idea of this was basically an e-com site where kind of like Artlist or Epidemic where you could find music. We wanted to build and curate a drone stock photography site. Yeah, or video, uh, stock video and yeah. photo. But I, I think that where that idea really spawned from was, uh, you know, basically an, an instance I had as a director and editor on like a motion twist video. And that's kind of like where it really, really spawned from is we shot this video in New York and they wanted an aerial shot of New York. And at this point, there wasn't, I mean, there's... I don't even think really art grid wasn't around. There was a lot of these stock footage Maybe sites like that Pond Five. Yeah, there a lot of these stock footage sites weren't around, but it was such a limited pool. And like for a 10 second clip of something that wasn't even like the nastiest shot ever was five hundred dollars. And I had to they had to cough over five hundred dollars for me to buy this clip to put for like five seconds at the beginning of the video it was with like the a title. New York shot, right? New York shot, skyline title boom done $500 and I just remember thinking like yo like if creators want to be able to like get a dope aerial stock footage shot for their YouTube video music video whatever like they can't like a lot of people don't have $500 to spend like yeah. I didn't and or if I did I didn't want to spend $500 on a, a simple 
clip and drones still at the point at this point they were new and the phantoms were out and i think it kind of sparked this idea for the company because those dji yeah. phantom 4 was kind of big on the scene our friends had them our like, two friends we had two friends that had drones yeah. and so it kind of we had this idea of like yo there is not a site specifically dedicated to just curated aerial stock footage and the aerial stock footage that is out there on other stock sites are either trash or they're 500 to a thousand dollars a clip yeah and so it was so, like yo let's build a platform of just highly curated dope aerial stock footage for like 25 bucks 50 bucks a clip yeah. or whatever it was that we were going to do and, and the initial was the idea. idea was to like use our own stock footage that we had because yeah. we funny enough actually like funded we just me and you funded it like yeah. a trip out to hawaii with our friends who had drones funny enough upon getting there one of our friends drones just like didn't this guy work. just keeps coming up in all uh, of these yeah. stories of just All like, good we're named failures. nameless but yeah. anyway so like we like use that as like the pilot program no pun intended to like have <laughs> all this footage to like launch the site with and yeah. then use that footage that we shot in hawaii which is some great like waterfall stuff nature stuff yeah. all shot on our buddy's family Phantom 4, which at the time was like one of the flagship flagship DJI drones. Um, But anyway, so long story short, I have all this footage and building an e-commerce site that like has, I mind you, like, you know, I'm DP at the time and I'm like not really knowing how to do servers and like the thing where like, I know how to do have like backend stuff, but like to have backend for like tons of footage, I had to like make a log cut down, a rec 709 mm-hmm. cut down, 4K uploads. I wanted to build the site to where like when your mouse hovers over the shot, the drone shot starts to play. So the viewer can like, and like doing all that just was like with on top of like Tropic already having so much success and continuing to have success. It just kind of kept getting pushed to the back burner. Well, and we're still trying to shoot direct. We're yeah. still trying to do all that stuff and do this. We, And so it's not, I still personally think the idea is a brilliant, great idea personally. But at the time, we just did not give it the dedication it needed, nor did we really have the knowledge to really build it out yeah. the way it needed. That's like one of those ideas and businesses where you, you kind of stop everything and you yeah. put your focus all in on this thing. You build a platform, you your source the footage, you go shoot the footage, you get like that becomes your life, just like how Prism ended up becoming our life for yeah. a while. Like and to I really think get that, that was thing going. it just the idea was there, but it didn't like because Prism, I think, just like consumed us. We were so excited about it. And we like definitely I even put like yeah. DPing kind of on pause for a bit to get that going. And like, I don't know, the drone thing just didn't really like pull us away enough to like give it and I'll be yeah. honest, like we just didn't give it a much enough attention yeah i would like you know crack at it for a week and then it would kind of sit around and you know it just it never really popped off and i yeah i eventually we ended up just kind of taking some of that footage and selling on tropic color and have yeah. had success with that but yeah just building a whole i mean as i later found out working funny enough with uh the warrior poet society i know it's a little bit different but he was even speaking to like having to build out that whole online platform was incredibly expensive. Yeah, it was like uh for the app and website and everything, it was like, I don't know, 100K or... And not to say that. it'd be that much, but like right. to do a full website build, even working with our agency to build out our websites for Tropic and Prism, like those were, that took so much time and energy and effort from yeah. like so many creatives. So like to try and take that on Ourselves. while also juggling everything else, I think we saw that like, oh wow, we can build a Squarespace site for Tropic and like that was pretty manageable, but we, I think, bit off a little more yeah. than we could chew and like it just ended up not working out. It, it just didn't work out because we... We didn't have the bandwidth. We didn't give it our full attention. I still think if you were to take that idea today and really build a team around that idea. Because there currently isn't just a solely, no, 
you know, not. drone stock footage. So whoever's out there listening, like you just got an idea, go run with it. But, but I'm still in the domain, so F y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we still got the domain. So if you want that name, you're going to have to come through us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Arielstock.com. Arielstock.com. Great idea. Great idea. But just didn't work out. But we kind of pivoted and we sell a lot of that stock footage yeah. on Tropic Color now under our stock section. And we'll continue to build out that stock, just stock packs. And we got some cool stuff on there. Yeah, but 100%. Just kind of a slight pivot, um, you know, still offer some of that stuff on there. And and yeah, that was kind of a, a failure, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I mean, way, just didn't really sure. take off the way we yeah. want to. And honestly, with anything, like we just put our energy and bandwidth elsewhere and yeah. we put it into the stuff that was making us more money. And yeah, I mean, we just sort of let that one kind of fade yeah, away. Yeah, and I think that kind of goes back to like, like you said, like it didn't really draw us fully in where we're like, yo, we, we want to do this and consume it. Like there was nothing that like super, super excited us. Yeah. And that's what, like I, I always talk about, like get into what it is you want to get into for the right reasons, because you like it, you love it. Shouldn't feel like it's, a job. it's enjoyable. You don't want it to feel like a job or it something was, that you're not interested in. Doing all those cut downs, learning about servers and AWS, which is like an Amazon server. I was like, yeah. dude, this, I, I want to go back. I was like, also like having to like, Yo, I can't. I, hey, you want to DP this job? Oh, actually, I, I'm taking this week off to like work on this website. Yeah. I was like, ah, this, I don't want to be doing this. You yeah. know what I mean? So, and later, funny enough, that was kind of around August 2018. And mind you, November 2018, we launched Prism. So, like at that moment, we were itching for like a new idea yeah, or a new yeah. product. And it just basically Prism ended up being the thing that took off and went to the moon. And, you know, it, it just was it, at that moment, that whole kind of fall or at Q4 of 2018, that's when we were like, we're thinking about making the film accessory. Yeah, film pack. I was like learning how to, like, we were just trying to like find the next thing because Tropic was definitely, yeah. yeah, doing pretty good. And the Prism ended up being that thing. So. And so something we are doing now is we do have a, a small team working on a stock site. Uh, it's called Film Freedom. So go follow us there. We haven't posted anything. We're not live yet, but we are building out right now a stock film platform that is just highly curated. Um, that's more affordable and it's less like I think we'll have multiple options because right now on these stock sites, it's pretty much like a subscription and that's it. Like our grid, you subscribe for the year and there's not like, you can't just like, Oh, I need this one clip. I just want to buy this one clip. Yeah. Like, and so we're, we're working on building it out where like, cool, you can subscribe, but also, um, you could just like, if you need to 25 bucks to buy this one clip, 50 bucks, whatever, I don't know, whatever it is. So we are building it out film freedom. Yeah. Uh, go check it out, search it. But, uh, hopefully 2022 at some point, we don't really have a release date yet, yeah. but just slowly working on that. I mean, that's also just a testament to like how long these builds take. I yeah. know this guy's, the guy we partnered with is just building it. It's taken them like, it's his full time gig. Yeah. He's been doing that for like months. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? No, that's a good point. Like, um, this guy we partnered with who were teaming up with on it. It's just, that is literally his life right now. It's just building that thing out and it's taking a long time and, and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, that is aerial stock. I think, the, I think the next sort of like business L or thing that just didn't pan out was one of our locations. Um, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. naturally like, you know, so we've in previous episodes, you touched on like honeymoon hideout and the eclectic West desert, you know, 40 acre desert. Those yeah. were having great success. And this is also like after we opened the barracks, which is like a warehouse LA location, like grungy warehouse, yeah. we were kind of like, you know, like you said, like cloud nine, well, you like what kind of made you get eclectic West was like the fact that honeymoon was popping off right. and 
right after Barrick started to really pop off, we like back to back got the Lodge, got Bubblegum. And mind yeah. you, these are just kind of the monikers or names for these spaces. And Bubblegum was sort of like a loft kind of space with white walls, cement floor. And it was like a photography studio. Yeah, yeah. Very small, probably 2000 square feet maybe even smaller. And our ideas of this space was to make it kind of like a very colorful pop, sort of like, you know, bright colored walls. We'd had like a projector where you could yeah. project cool things. Um, we got someone knocking on our door right now. No, just keep going. Nope. Okay. I need to take a little pause. All right. We're going to take a, a quick pause and we'll have our sponsors give a, a, <laughs> a little word here and uh, we'll be right back. So today's sponsor is Storyblocks and Squarespace. The number Tom, one. No, 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 no. We we don't have any sponsors yet. We're, oh yeah, we're not big enough. But we, we do have a couple companies we could probably let them yeah. know about. Um, I know Tropic Color, our digital asset company. If you use TJ Tom and Jake, so TJ twenty, I think you can get twenty percent off. And then Prism, I think if you use TJ ten, you could get ten percent off. Wow. So Prism Lens Effects, Tropic Color. Yeah, have fun. Cool. Cool. Crazy. And we're back. And we are back. So yeah, kind of, we were, we, I, we were seeing the success with some of right. the other locations and we're like, yo, run it. Now let's get the next one, the next one. And yeah, like aerial stock, I think we bit off a little bit more than we could chew in the sense that we got a location that I just think it just didn't really end up working out for a multitude of reasons, which mind you, I think a lot of these things have silver linings, which I want to touch on like yeah. the things you learn, like in, in the, wake of something that's horrible it's often you're like oh my god this is like the worst thing ever something's not working out but i do think you kind of walk away with knowing what failed so it sets you up for success in the next time and that location over the course of the year that we had it just didn't really quite fire the way that we thought it would you know yeah it didn't quite fire the way we thought it would but i also don't think we gave it like the attention that we gave the other ones. And I think we just, it was a mixture of like, I don't think what we did in the space was the best. We had some cool ideas, some, but just, yeah. And we just, it, it just didn't get quite there. We got spread a little too thin, which didn't allow us to fully like really invest and dedicate time to it. Um, and then, you know, with it not really doing that well, we didn't want to like, invest time and money yeah. into it so like we just kind of yeah, yeah so we just we kind of just basically broke even slash maybe Every, lost yeah, a little I mean, bit the money um, the location would make on like peer space and gigster would usually kind of cancel out the money it cost us to operate and run right, it and right. rent so it wasn't like a huge financial l but it definitely just didn't like do what the, the numbers weren't what the other ones were the silver lining though we probably used it three or four times for our own productions 100 for yeah. prism tropic a couple different things mainly prism lens effects and yeah. we did a bunch of shoots in there so it's like at the end of the day we had people kind of paying for our space to use for totally. promotions that we were doing and using and so it wasn't like a total wash and waste but we have since gotten out of that lease and we've moved on and yeah yeah and i think the just, thing that we learned and anyone listening who's kind of maybe like oh man like maybe thinking about opening a location like the thing i think we learned was we made a location that one that was i think very similar to existing locations to where obviously like when you're entering and you already have competition coming up with an idea for the sake of this argument, if I wanted to make a new pickup truck, I'm going up against Ford, Chevy, 
You know, yeah, it's like, yeah, what yeah. am I going to do that's going to come into the space and disrupt, disrupt it? And like, I feel like that studio having that idea, it wasn't anything too, in our, in our heads, like, oh, it'll be like new and original. It just was so similar to other things that were in its proximity, yeah. which mind you, photography studios in Los Angeles are, a, there's an abundance a of, them. of them. So like, it wasn't that it was a bad idea. It was just entering something that was already heavily saturated. And yeah. that's, I think, the thing we learned the hard way was yeah. like, dang, like this isn't booking out because like there's so many of these other little like photography lofts. So yeah, we basically, mind you now being on the other end of it, took all the things we, you know, props, lighting, and just and put those back into the locations that are already making us good money. Right. So, so yeah, that was kind of a, a L a little bit, you know what I mean? Didn't, didn't work out fully. Um, and uh yeah, but everything else, everything else is going good with no, all the, the other, other locations. locations so, yeah. Speaking of location, this wasn't an L, but it was definitely, I think, a hindsight like bullet dodge. We oh, almost Harson bought, House. We almost yeah. bought like a million dollar ghost house. Yeah, <laughs> a million dollar ghost house. So I stumbled across this house, um, and I brought it up to Tom. Tom was like, "Yo, I want to." get in on this we went and saw it we loved it we're like bro this is insane it was in not oh uh, santa paula santa paula and we were in the process of buying this house we were going through you know kind of escrow and everything and ultimately for whatever reason like like our loan was like not getting approved because it was like a historic house that needed i don't it was like some weird bs stuff and ultimately like it's not that like we just it fell through, you know what I yeah. mean? And it's not... That happens, actually. It, Even but like it, buying we were, normal houses. But it wasn't like we bailed on it. We were trying to actively get it and like it just... F- the pieces weren't aligning and then the loan officer and it just like... It just it just fell I through. I think the, the things that... And mind you, I think it totally worked out for us. That's why... I, it's not a failure. It was just something that we were trying to do and we were just talking about location that didn't work. Like going into that, that was such a huge undertaking, kind of like the Jesse episode where like, I felt like we were kind of a little out of our element on that one. Like there was so much, like where that was a video where we were like, oh man, like how do we navigate this? I felt like, you know, we, we knew how to like set up a warehouse or a vintage sort of property and make it work. Right. But this was like a massive four structure property that like, mind you, was like a historic building. It was right next to a fire zone, which I think was part of the loan being declined. Yeah, it was the yeah. bank's like, yo, there was a massive fire that burned all the way up to that hill right there. We don't want to insure this house or we don't want to yeah, lend yeah. you the money because this is like in a fire zone. So it just did not work out. But, but funny enough, the guy that... This is a wild story. Yeah. Wild. But the guy that... A guy did end up buying it and got it for like a hundred thousand less than what we were going to get it for. Yeah. At, at this point, they had been trying to sell the house for a couple of years, and they're probably just like after our offer then fell through, yeah. or whatever happened, they're probably just like f it. When this guy got it for like a hundred k cheaper, but anyways, and he the, wanted to do the same thing. He wanted to do location renting, kind of. He he had it in his mind, but he wasn't for sure sure. But he definitely was wanted to do that. And then funny enough, the guy that went to install the Wi Fi at the property once he was like moving in followed me and thought he was coming to the house to set up wi-fi for me and so he goes and this guy answers the door and he's like oh like do you are you the owner of this property and he's like yeah and he's like oh i thought 
this guy, Jacob Owens bought it. He's like, Oh no, their deal offer fell through. And he just started chatting with him about it. He's like, Oh yeah, I follow him. He's like killer filmmaker. He has a bunch of film locations. And the guy was like, well, what's his number? And so the guy, they, he gave him my number. The guy called me and he was just like, I want you to run this location. So we do still actively like run the location. We do book it out. Shoots do go down there. Um, so if you want to rent it out, we do have access to it, but now, you know, we're not yeah. have to pay a mortgage. Oh, on it's it like, it's like literally, so. that's what I'm saying. Like in the moment when the house fell through and you know, our realtor was like, Hey, you, it's not going to work. I was like, we were bummed. Like especially yeah. all that time and effort of driving out there, planning yeah. it and stuff. But you know, like everything has a silver lining. Like we realized that like, Hey, this actually worked out because we can still use, use it for it. our own yeah, shoes, we but access. we don't have to pay a we mortgage. Shot, we shot a nostalgia prism lens effects promo day there. Yeah. We've, we've done, I have, we have this idea for a mirror man, short film and feature film that yeah. we want to shoot there. Um, but yeah, again, like we still have, it's under the, the BN locations moniker, like you can go rent it still and we have access to it. And so it's just crazy how like the stars aligned on that part. It literally just kept coming back to us like know, over yeah. and over and over. So, um, yeah, that, that's just a kind of funny story funny about that house. Story. I remember like talking to the guy who eventually bought it jokingly when we were shooting the prism shoot there, I was like, Hey, like any crazy ghost stories? He's oh, like, yeah. he's like, Oh yeah. Like the other night, like I was sleeping and like, I had a very vivid dream that like a ghost dragged me down this hallway. I'm like, Oh, you're playing. He's like, no, nah, it was very scary. I was like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't buy this house. <laughs> you know? He lives there. Like we yeah. wanted to just like own it and then like literally have a site rep, unlock it and let crew shoot, then lock it and then leave. Yeah, yeah. He like legit lives there. Yeah. So kudos to that guy. Like, no, I could not live there. The house is, I mean, mind you for anyone listening, this house was built in the night or the 1890s was like a yeah. gold mining house or like yeah. there was gold mining in the air. So like, a, or I think the guy was actually like a big railroad. Oil. oil. It was oil. Some sort of big tycoon. Yeah. This, I mean, it was a mansion. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. Eight Massive. bedrooms. Yeah, it's crazy. But anyways, so that was not a failure, but something that fell through. And I think the reason I mentioned it is because like, we were very open on Instagram of like, congr- we just bought a house. Like we very much announced that we got this thing. Yeah. And then it kind of fell through. So like it wasn't a failure, but it's definitely something that like kind of didn't work out. Yeah. You know? yeah. No, hundred percent. But and then I think another one that we definitely outwardly mentioned that we were starting. I funny enough, even mm, on set, people yeah. were like oh, hey, like, how's your coffee company? And I get mm-hmm. asked that a lot, actually. Really? Or a couple of times. Like, well, we got to, well, maybe we'll bring it back eventually, but it, it, we kind of ran into the same issue that I think we well, did. Well, how do we set this up? So okay. basically, Good. we drink coffee. I think anyone listening, anyone who actually- <laughs> Right here, coffee. Yeah. Anyway, so we we found this company in Arizona that, because people were asking, oh, like, you guys are roasting your own beans. And I think it is worth mentioning if we're just kind of like, if this episode was kind of like, us just sharing and being very transparent. We were going to partner with a local Arizona company. A local roaster. That were roasters. I mean, for us, the idea of me and Jake roasting beans would just be ludicrous. Like we yeah. have so much going on. They were, we went over there, we tried several blends. We like kind of made our own blend with a yeah. combination of things yeah. and were, they were going to basically roast them and package it. Package it. So we sent our packaging to them. We selected the beans. They would roast them put it in the package, send it back to us. And so we partnered with them and we were, we had uh, this one blend that we called call time. And yeah, it's going to be like kind of like, cause naturally like when you go to f- on a film set, your call time is 6am and it's a 12 or 14 hour day. Naturally you're exhausted. And coffee sometimes is kind of like the thing that people, 
it gets you through those long days, right? So we're like, that was kind of like our our twist on it. It's like, I mean, coffee is coffee, but like, how can we put like our filmmaking brand on it and your brand being called Buff Nerds yeah. or, you know, basically calling it like Buff Beans. Yeah. And like, we had a lot of really great ideas for it. it. And it was just one of those things where like our attention was being pulled to Prism and yeah. to Tropic. And we did launch and build an e-com site. We did like a really cool commercial sh product shoot for it. Yeah. I think the thing that actually ended up kind of making it really not quite work is our old friend or your CBD. Cur current yeah, friend, but like old roommate of yours. Like we had like CBD that was I, coffee flavored that like kind of made the site not work. I don't, I think if we wouldn't have done that, we'd still be kind of doing it on a low level today. Yeah. But what happened is we got CBD oil made cause I, I take CBD oil uh, from time to time. And so we had, you know, buff bean CBD oil. Um, so we launched on the website, you know, our buff beans call time, the CBD. And then we got like some notification from Squarespace, like oh, no, PayPal, PayPal, like this site has been like we banned, not banned, but like closed down due to the sale of like illegal substances. Yeah. And it was like, yo, this isn't weed. Like, and yeah, and it, and it just kind of put a real damper on everything we're doing. Yeah. And we were so busy with Prism, Tropic, the, all the studios, like, and just shooting, directing. And like, it was just kind of like, this is too much to start a business too for anyone listening we might do a deep dive later on like the like the kind of business 101 like the things we learned like hard knocks like but like when you start a business there's a lot you have to go through red tape you have to form an llc yeah. so like you literally have to be like seen as an entity to open up the bank account to yeah. actually get money in the account so like if you like say someone buys our coffee right where does that money go it can't go to my account because now it's like reported income for me yeah. or vice versa for you. It needs to go to this separate bank account. But to open that bank account, you need to get an LLC. So you have to go through all that red tape. So at the time of buying all this coffee and CBD and stuff, we didn't have an LLC. So we're like, oh, we'll just run all that money through Tropic or Prism since actually I think through Prism since yeah. we have the fulfillment center here. Fulfillment, and yeah. our Prism PayPal got flagged. It was like, yo, like you can't take payments on uh, PayPal anymore because PayPal saw CBD. They did not know it was THC free or they didn't care. Right. They're like, oh, this is like a drug or whatever. I mean, I guess yeah. CBD is kind of like in a weird legal gray area, but it started messing up our PayPal for Prism. Prism. We're like, wait, 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 wait. Let's like, no, we got to stop this. Like, And so we, we just like stop the site. We can't let this small little passion project coffee thing that we were just doing for fun. I mean, we we're mm -hmm. going to give like the, some of the proceeds to like different like charities. Yeah, and, like, like arts organizations and charities. Yeah, local this wasn't going to ever be like, I mean, I think our ideas of it, like this wasn't like, oh, get rich quick. It was just like, no. we love coffee and I think this would be cool. We love coffee, drink it every day. We know all our filmmakers do good cause, a little bit of money of every sale. But it just started messing and, up our operations here. And, and so it started messing up the operations here and we just kind of like, yo, stop this. So and we never I, got around to figuring it out. And then we just never got around to figuring it out because we got busy. So I think at some point we, we can come back beans. to that. We still have all the, <laughs> the coffee bags and everything. I think we so. literally have like a thousand vials of CBD yeah. oil. <laughs> so uh, in the comments below, if you want, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, at some point uh, that could come back. We also just need, we would, need to bring someone on to kind of just help manage and run that. We had Anna that was going to do a lot of the back end, but I think we need one more person that can just help with fulfillment, maybe some Instagram yeah. stuff, whatever, because we're just so, we do so much different That's things. Like so. what I think 
anyone listening, because I get this asked a lot, I was like, wait, how do you guys do all how that? do you guys do all this stuff and still work on like your film stuff? And you know, go, you know, you're actively doing Steadicam, you're actively directing. And it's like, how do you do these things, but also manage all this stuff? And case in point, I think some of these failures that we've kind of been talking about were from not really having a good infrastructure of place. bandwidth of time or people to run it. Yeah. And when our attention gets pulled elsewhere naturally, which will happen as we continue to work and like, you know, grow Tropic and Prism, which I think are our two like pillar companies. Yeah. It just pulled us away. And like, you know, naturally, if you don't, you know, if you don't water a plant, it's going to die. Right, like right, that right. was kind of what we realized with these other things. So I def we definitely have kind of slowed our role on like opening new, like we were kind of on a frenzy, like new location, new location. And like, yeah. I think right now we've kind of like, we've settled, like we've got BN locations is doing great. I feel like Prism and Tropic are doing great. And we're just like focusing on those plants, so to speak, and yeah. growing those opposed to trying to plant too much and like having everything die. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and I still got a few other things I want to do. Um, you know what I mean? Like I want to open like a little food truck restaurant thing here. And we do have that infrastructure in place with like Anna and Big Mark, who's like, but like if, if I didn't have those people that could like chef and know the food industry and all that stuff, like, I would be out of my gourd trying to like get this thing off the ground. It yeah. wouldn't work. It wouldn't happen in the same thing with it. But, and I think once we get like maybe Derek and Lauren here and we can revisit the coffee thing and bring them onto sure. like, you just need the proper people infrastructure in place to not spread yourself too thin. And granted, if we weren't doing Tropic, Prism, shooting the locations, all the studios, et cetera. Yeah the buff beans thing would be no problem. Oh, like, yeah, so it's sure. like just so over, we just overextended and didn't have the proper people in place to fully delegate into the roles that we needed to, yeah, yeah water those plants when we couldn't water them. Yeah. And that's really what it kind of came down to. So those are, yeah, I think those yeah, are our I mean, three kind of biggest I mean, failures. Yeah. I just think naturally kind of even like circling back to our episode where we talked about crazy set stories or our worst days ever, you're going to have those highs, you're going to have those great days and you're going to have those days that were trash or crap. Yeah. And naturally as a business, you're going to have businesses that thrive. And I thought this would just be a cool opportunity. Like, Hey, look, not all of them thrived. Like some right. of them did fail. And I think we kind of like learned from them. But yeah, I think that kind of closes out this episode. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't think it's really... Did we want to make on. this episode the YouTube giveaway? Yeah, we could do that. So I think we could do that. in a previous episode, we kind of did a call to action just for anyone who's digging the podcast to go in the comments of the Apple podcast app, leave, leave a star review. rating, a review, and we've mailed out or are about to mail out the winner. So we want to do the master same thing. Master bundle, which is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. master bundle yeah. from Tropic Color, $4,000 value on a hard drive mailed to you. And we want to do the same thing on YouTube. All yeah. you have to do is subscribe to the channel, yeah. turn on your bell notification and show us some love in the comments, right? Yeah, leave a leave a comment below um, and just like really show us some love. And we're going to pick uh, one comment below and we'll ship out a master bundle drive. There's no strings attached. It's not like you have to do all this stuff. Just subscribe hit that bell noti, leave us a great comment and uh, we're going to skim through and pick one of you guys to... Yeah, to, get your mailing address and send you a master bundle. Yeah, so. so it's going to be dope. Cool. So I think that wraps up this episode. Hopefully you guys learned a little bit from some of our you know, past mistakes, failures. Um, and um, yeah, that hopefully gives you guys some guidance if you're thinking about kind of starting a business and things you might need to take into consideration. When, and maybe we'll do more one. like business oriented episodes because yeah. I, I, in kind of reading the comments, like we say we do, and it's actually really cool to get the feedback. You know, I think what kind of makes this podcast a little bit different than your traditional like DP podcast, which they just interview DPs all the time. Like this is a filmmaking podcast, Ooh, but we dive- Shade Throne? 
Shade Throne? Mind you, I, I listen to those, but it's very one noted, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, I'm the interviewer and I'm interviewing you. But like, it's kind of cool to have like more of a dialogue and filmmaking is much more than just being on set. It's yeah, like yeah. how you can dive into other entities. So I, I right. think this is like a cool, maybe a, a jumping off point. Like if you let us know if you like really enjoy business. some of the business stuff, because we can maybe do deep dives on like, you know, maybe the things we learned, you know, uh, the hard way from right. opening LLCs and bank accounts and S corps. And yeah, I mean, th and there's, there's a lot. Yeah. And just getting everything in place from accounting taxes, taxes payroll, the payroll, just the, the process of like, um, you know, employees, shipping hours, warehouses, renting leases and all that there's crazy stuff. There's a lot. So we could definitely, if, if that, it would probably take a lot of work from us to put that together. So let's just, right, we got to maybe know if the demand is there. So let us yeah. know below like, yeah, we'd love that. And we can definitely like try Piece to structure something where we kind of do like a, like a little like business class 101 type yeah. episode. So cool. Well, I think that wraps up this episode. Like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps. All that good stuff. But YouTube giveaway. YouTube so. giveaway. And uh, you already know. <laughs> we can do it different every time. <laughs> All right, guys. Peace.